I will be reading two passages today. The first is from Exodus chapter 20 verses 8 to 11. And the second is from Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 to 30. I think um, the two passages um, uh, shows the importance of um, rest and um, particularly the first one, which shows that even God, our maker, took out time to rest. He walked for six days and rested on the seventh day. And I think the second uh, passage is an invitation to us to follow in his footsteps. I will be reading from the NIV version, and I will be reading Exodus 28 to 11 first. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servants, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in it in them but he rested on the seventh day therefore the lord blessed the sabbath day and made it holy now to matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30. i'm reading from the same um, version of the bible come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Here's the question that's not just on our hearts and minds as we go into a new year, but probably ever, all year round, is how do I live well? How do I live well? How do I form healthy habits for life? Uh, how do I uh, cope with the next few weeks and months of lockdown well? Uh, how do I get rid of uh, stress and, and hurry and, and pressure from my life? How do I live well? Uh, and in this little series that we're, we're in now, we, we are talking about these, these kind of God-given ancient, age-old, tried and tested by Christians down the centuries practices of spiritual health and growth. This is solitude. We started last week with solitude. We were looking at simplicity and slowing and this evening this idea of of Sabbath and uh, I want to give us uh, three reasons to Sabbath and then three ways to Sabbath. Three reasons to Sabbath and then three ways to Sabbath. First of all, three reasons to Sabbath uh, as a God-given healthy habit for 2021 and our spiritual lives in general. Three reasons, and they all begin with R, so this will help us out a bit. Uh, they are rehab, redemption, and rejuvenation. Rehab, redemption, rejuvenation. First of all, uh, rehab. Reason to Sabbath, uh, rehab. I don't know if you've ever spoken to someone who's recovering from an addiction. Maybe it's a, a drug addiction or an alcohol addiction or any kind of addiction. Uh, they'll tell you that part of their road to recovery, uh, having left an old life behind, is, 
is a new, new forming of patterns and routines. Uh, a friend of mine uh, once was told by his counsellor to just simply make your bed in the morning, make it at the same time every day, make it and then crack on because that gives you some sort of structure and pattern and routine for then the rest of your day. You've done something, you've achieved something, you've got a pattern and a routine. Uh, I went on a, a website of a, a massive uh, organisation that, that helps people in addiction recovery and this is something that was on the front page of their website when talking about uh, routine and patterns. They said this, they said, recovery brings many challenges. Uh, establishing new patterns and routines and building structure into your life helps you adjust to recovery, strengthen and enhance your recovery and store up healthy habits. Routine helps you establish a predictable rhythm. Think of it a bit like setting a body clock. These patterns are effectively reprogramming yourself to anticipate newer, healthier routines. Uh, people find themselves free from addictions and needing new, healthy patterns. Uh, free from being uh, a slave to the things that they were enslaved to and now needing a new way to live. And you might say, well, I'm not, I'm not in recovery, I'm not, I've not been an addict to something, but we are all slaves to something, whether it's not drink or drugs, or perhaps it is, but I think we are in a culture where we find ourselves enslaved to busyness and hurry. Uh, maybe you're a slave to your own to-do list. Uh, maybe you're a slave to the idea of career progression. Maybe you're a slave to the expectations of other people. Maybe you're a slave to productivity. You've thought about that? I'm definitely a slave to productivity. Uh, and in Exodus 20, which we had read for us a few minutes ago, uh, God has freed his people as slaves in Egypt, where it was relentless seven day a week work, bricks making, bricks making, bricks making, relentless slavery and brought them out of slavery and established them as a, as a new people, free from what they once were, free. And in the 10 commandments, which is where we, what we find in Exodus 20, the 10 commandments, he doesn't just give a set of moral rules, but he gives a gift of a new routine, a new pattern. Of living and as part of that he gives a he gives the gift of a sabbath he gives the gift of a, a sabbath he says you once were slaves now here are our new patterns these aren't these aren't rules but these are a gift of a new pattern you're in rehab you're in rehab you're recovering from a an addiction to your own productivity here's a sabbath as part of a new pattern so rehab, first reason to Sabbath. Second reason, uh, also beginning with R, is, is redemption. Once these people have been brought out of slavery in Egypt, they are redeemed. They are made a new uh, people group. They're not slaves anymore. And it, it, Exodus 20, and then when the Ten Commandments are repeated again in Deuteronomy 5, God is setting apart a new people. He's marking them out and saying, you're going to live differently. Uh, actually, you're going to live better. How about that? Think about what Martin said this morning as he was talking from Exodus 1. He asked the question, like, who's, who's in charge here, uh, God or Pharaoh? Who's going to establish 
your patterns, a God who loves you and wants the best for you, or, or, or the culture, the pharaohic culture that we find ourselves enslaved by. Rehab, redemption, rejuvenation. Rejuvenation is the third reason to uh, Sabbath. And, I, and I, I kind of want the word rejuvenation to, to go into your minds and be the resounding thing that kind of sticks. Rejuvenation, rejuvenation, rejuvenation. We think of Sabbath and we think of, oh, Sabbath is a day of rest. And that's right, that's nothing, there's nothing wrong about that. But, but I think the word rest it is not quite what we're after here because in our world, it, the connotations are basically pajamas, chill, uh, sofa time, Netflix on, uh, essentially church on a Sunday is a bit of an interruption to some really good me time. That's what rest is like sleep, do you know what I mean? That's what rest we think of. I think rejuvenation is a possibly a more helpful word here. Uh, rejuvenation, uh, not just sleep or the absence of work, but actually active input into our lives. Think about it a bit like this, a, a car, uh, when a car runs out of petrol, you, you you don't just leave it on the on the driveway and 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 hope it's going to liven itself up. You, you take it to the garage and you you, you put it, take it to the garage. You put petrol into the car. You refuel the car. Uh, when, when your phone runs out of battery, as this one has, you, you don't just sort of leave it on the side and hope that it magics itself awake. I mean, these phones are pretty good at doing most things, but they're no good at doing that. No, you, you get a charger. And you put something in it, you put electricity uh, back in it. As part of your uh, brand new year health kick, health scheme, you, you, you don't just sort of, again, put the telly on and put your pyjamas on and hope your body's going to transform and, and be healthy again. No, no, you, you, you have some green smoothies or, or whatever and you, you actually, mm, you put something good in your body. That tastes awful, but, but that truly does, not even joking. <laughs> What's in that? But... You don't just hope for the best and do nothing. You have an active input, a healthy input. And, and as you drink greenies or smoothies, uh, you feel rejuvenated. Not just, not just rested, but rejuvenated, revitalized, refueled, recharged. You see, God didn't just rest on that seventh day because he was tired. In fact, have you ever thought of this? God didn't even just rest because the work was done. We're told in the Bible that God goes on working all things for his good and his purposes. We're told that God sustains all things and he's constantly creating. So it's not even like the work was done. He rested on that seventh day because it was a time to reflect, appreciate, glory in, rejuvenate, a time to be replenished. He established for us there a pattern of six and one. Six days work, six days on, one day off. Again, not because he was he was knackered or, or tired out, not even because everything was done that needed to be done, but because it's a healthy pattern for life. Three reasons to Sabbath, rehab, redemption, rejuvenation, now, three ways to Sabbath. Three ways to Sabbath. Sabbath is, is a rejuvenation. It's rejuvenation and it, it's worship. 
uh, in the the book that we're that we're, that we're working through. Uh, this John Mark Comer book. Uh, he has this great little quote when talking about ways to Sabbath, uh, and he says this: "A question to shape uh, your Sabbath practice is this: What could I do for twenty-four hours that would fill my soul with a deep, throbbing joy?" that would make me spontaneously combust with wonder or gratitude and praise. What can I do for 24 hours that would fill my soul with a deep throbbing joy? He goes on to say, truly observing the Sabbath means turning off the phone and the TV and spending one day a week on being present, grateful, narrowing our focus down to what truly matters to me 24 hours i wonder if this this uh, this smoothie maker this this jar is a bit like that 24 hours like what what are the things that we can put into that 24 hours that's going to rejuvenate us and i want to suggest sort of three things um that we can put into our 24 hours for our benefit for our health for our spiritual growth and there are three things to give our unhurried time and attention to. Three things to give unhurried time and attention to. The first thing is, can we give our unhurried time and attention to to God? It's a bit like putting the first ingredient into our smoothies. Our unhurried time and attention to, to worshipping God. Now we can do that in, in solitude as we sort of looked at last week. Uh, we can do that corporately as well. Yeah, uh, we can do it in solitude. We can worship God by ourselves. That's really replenishing at times, isn't it? We can also do it corporately as we as we meet together uh, online in this way. But also when lockdown is done and we can meet physically again, we we can worship uh, corporately. And here's why I think evening meetings could be one of your most healthy new habits for 2021. Could, could an evening meeting be one of your most helpful things during lockdown? Joining us online or in person when we can for an evening meeting. Could it be that actually going to two church meetings a week could have a massive impact on your spiritual health this year? Now, you might say, obviously, Graham, you're a church staff member. Obviously, you would say that. But listen, I was not always a two, even, two, two meetings, two Sunday meetings a, a week person. Before um, I came to Bedford, uh, the idea of going to church twice on a Sunday was pretty alien to me. Uh, but I've got to tell you, in all honesty, since doing church in a morning and an evening, my uh, Sabbath, my spiritual life, my journey with God and God's people has massively benefited. Uh, I don't know how else to say it other than that. Uh, you could put it like this, if there's nutrition available, if there's, if there's good nutritious meals being served up for you, from God's word, preaching, teaching, corporate singing, worship together, if there's, if there's, if there's two of these available to you, rather than one, why not have it? <laughs> if you've got kids, you serve them one meal a day or two or three meals a day. You'd serve them as much nutritious food as possible and you'd encourage them to eat up. Mm. Um, two meetings on a Sunday 
means that you get double the nourishment. And surely that can only be a good thing for your spiritual health in 2021. Now that's not a, a that's not a strict legalistic thing, is it? It's not a moral right or wrong. Nobody's judging you or, or checking up on you as such. It's not a Sabbathism, if you like. It's not a sort of um, do Sunday, do church, and do nothing else. You know, it's not like girl shops are open. We we shouldn't f be like that. We, a lot of you have. Uh, businesses that need to 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 run. We, a lot of you are shift workers. You need to work on on Sundays, and we, we get that. It's not a strict Sabbathism of like, girl, I won't even do the baby's nappies or tie my shoelaces on a Sunday kind of work. It's not. It's not that. Equally, it's not a, a demand for like church is the thing. It's not a. It's not a Sabbathism. It's also not a serveism. Do you know what I mean? It's not like. Uh, don't sign up to every team and feel like you have to wear yourself out. Don't get worn out by church serving. Uh, a symptom of that might be that you get to an end of a Sunday and, and actually not feel rejuvenated at all for your week ahead. I don't think that's our danger, though. I don't think our danger is, is over-service. I think at the minute our danger is possibly a lack of connection with God's people. Uh, naturally, I think our danger is potentially a consumer attitude to church. As we do online church, we log on to, the, to our screens and we sit at home and we mainly consume church rather than serve church. Uh, can I encourage you to, to think about how that might look in the coming months, even years? of how might you worship God uh, corporately with the church, how you might give some unhurried time and attention to God in the coming weeks and months. One, God. Three ways to Sabbath. Give unhurried time and attention to God. Secondly, give unhurried time and attention to people. To, to, to people. This kind of does tie into the, the two meetings on a Sunday thing. Of course it does. But I think right now in, in lockdown and, and as the restrictions still kind of linger on for us into this year, there are ways in which we can use our Sabbath day, our 24 hours, to, 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 to be with people, to, to put people as a priority, to give unhurried time and attention to, to people. It's kind of our second ingredient in the smoothie, isn't it? In our 24-hour uh, rejuvenation smoothie people is kind of the second ingredient I think there are things we can do even in lockdown okay when we're not in lockdown you can have lunches you can use your your home for hospitality you might be an introvert rather than an extrovert that's cool you don't need to have a hundred people in your home every week maybe there's one or two people who are on, are on the fringes and need some company uh, maybe there's someone you can think about having lunch with uh, when we're out of this lockdown. When we are in this lockdown, you can still go for a run, a walk with someone, a brisk walk if it's exercise. Is there someone that you can meet with outside and take them for a walk for half an hour and see how they're doing? Is there someone you can pick up the phone to and make a call to? Connecting with God's people, putting people as priority, giving unhurried time and attention to, to people as part of your Sabbath smoothie now, the third thing is is rest give unhurried time and attention to to rest and again i use the word rest kind of hesitantly if we've, we've dealt with those unhelpful connotations of just netflix and rest and sleep um 
but could rest, giving unhurried time and attention to rest kind of be that, that third ingredient in our 24 hour smoothie. I don't just mean like a day off, uh, just some good me time. I don't just mean, uh, you know, a, a day for some DIY, but not my usual job. I don't just mean a slobbing out sort of day, but I, I mean sort of like a, a, a rest from what I would usually be working on kind of day. Uh, a switching off of screens, a switching off of emails, a, 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 a turning off and a putting off. Uh, can I challenge you to turn something off and to to put something off. Is there something nagging on your to-do list? Is there an unread email in your inbox that you could do t tomorrow? Can I challenge you to to give that a go? Is there something that you could do today that actually you could wait for to, to, to tomorrow? Uh, I wonder if that is a thing on your to-do list, whether it's an email, whether it's a social post, whether it's a, a task, or a job. Hey, I, w I wonder if I could challenge you to, to put it off and just see how it feels to unhurry your day on a Sabbath. It'll feel weird, but here's the thing. As I've tried this, you wake up the next day and realize the world's still turning. The world's still turning. And for 24 hours, I did nothing to keep it spinning. It's a really nice feeling. Uh, can you give unhurried time to, to God, to people, and, and to rest in your 24-hour Sabbath smoothie? You know, on the recovery website that I went on, it had these these bullet points at the end of it about how what the benefits are to these new routines and new patterns. For these people coming out of addiction into recovery and, and rehabilitating, these are the benefits that it listed. It said it said recovery and having routine and pattern helps you to these points: feeling refreshed, increased productivity. Reduction in feeling overwhelmed, healthy mind and body, meeting new people, learning new things. That to me sounds like a Sabbath. That to me sounds like a Sabbath. John Mark Comer in his book, he says, in the end, your life is the sum of what you gave your unhurried time and attention to. In the end, your life is the sum of what you gave your unhurried time and attention to. So, will you give your unhurried time and attention to your to-do lists and your tasks? Will you give your unhurried time and attention to yourself? And just have a bit of me time. Will you give your unhurried time and attention to the busyness and the hurriedness of an unsustainable pace of life? Or will you give your unhurried time and attention to, to God, to people, and to rejuvenating rest? Ultimately, will you give yourself to Jesus? The Jesus who modelled the Sabbath himself and then said, follow me.
at the Jesus who, as we heard in Matthew 11, says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. May you, my friends, know the light burden and the easy yoke of a Jesus who Sabbaths. May you know the rehabilitating, redeeming, rejuvenation of giving your unhurried time and attention to God, people and rest.